Oi, oi, today is the 18th, no it isn't, it's the 2nd, it's the fucking 2nd, I've skipped a whole month out in my brain, it's the 2nd of March, it's a Friday, it's 2018, in case you didn't know what fucking year it is, and my name is, I'm almost certain, Jordan Gold. You're listening to something that is best described as an anti-podcast, primarily because it's not a podcast. And today's non-podcast is sponsored by Extreme Kidnapping. Ever wanted to go missing? Ever wanted to just fuck everything off and just disappear into the void? Ever wanted to see your face on the side of a milk carton? Well, if you're willing to pay $1,500 to be abducted in broad daylight and tortured, welcome to the bizarre world of Extreme Kidnapping. Extreme Kidnapping blogspot.co.uk it's kind of I don't know how you describe it it's like one part social experiment one part unusual vacation and two parts uh, self-inflicted torture but it's real and their services are available to both corporate clients and production companies www.extremekidnapping.blogspot.com news and this week's news is it's distressing because it's so real and so it's so of our time it's so timely it's it's what's happening in the world today encapsulated in just one story one criminal case one pending investigation a 17 year old boy from a town the name of which i cannot pronounce and i'm not even going to try in south wales is in court this week 17 years old And he goes by the name of the Bieber killer. Lloyd Gunton is his government name. And he was arrested on the day of a Justin Bieber concert in the UK on the 30th of June for an attempted terror plot. South Wales police, UK police, MI5 have been all over this. When arrested, Lloyd Gunton a.k.a. the teenage terrorist, a.k.a. the Bieber killer, was arrested with a rucksack containing a gutting knife and a hammer alongside a martyrdom letter that said he was a soldier of the Islamic State and that promised more attacks would follow. It's a real story. It's really happening. And for some real reason, it's not fucking being reported very much at all in the English press. What I can find out about the Bieber killer... (laughs) Yes, I made the name up. Fuck it. I hope it sticks. If you see a photo of him, and there is actually a, you know, standing there, Kevin Spacey, Allah, the usual suspects, photo booth, you know, with a police height recorder in the background, and he's standing there with his best kind of odd face on. 17-year-old boy who has the Justin Bieber haircut from 2012, you know, the kind of like weird 60s kind of Beatles throwback haircut. And looks like a former Bieber fan. Looks like if you saw him, you'd be like, yeah, this is a Bieber fan. He's a bit overweight. He kind of looks like if Justin Bieber fucked Cartman from South Park. And apparently police caught him by going through his social media posts. Rumbled. Rumbled. Said he had an internet history that contained ISIS videos. Um, he was subscribed to like every Al-Qaeda blog you fucking possibly get. And he wasn't being very subtle about it. No dark web. No VPN. Lloyd Gunton, 17 years old. I don't know what to make of it. There's a there's a lull factor 
there's a humour factor. But then it's also like, we did have an Ariana Grande concert where fucking hundreds of kids got blown up and there were hundreds of victims and like scores of people killed. And even that was kind of downplayed in the press. There's some weird connection between pop culture stars and sexually charged teenagers and radical fanaticism. And I don't know what it is. I will say no more than that. But it's fucking weird. And yes, it's funny. Judge Mark Wall QC told Gunton, at the time of your arrest, you were within hours of committing an act of atrocity on the streets of Cardiff. So clearly, Bieber concert in Cardiff. It's not possible to estimate how many people you would have murdered or could have seriously injured by your actions as the attack was foiled before you could undertake it. I'm sure you planned not just the killing of one person, but rather mass murder. Judge says Gunton's diagnosis of autism made him something of a lone... Oh, yeah. Yeah, blame it on autism. That's right. That's fucking right. You know, I get it. Autistic people, high IQ, high functioning sometimes, um, often obsessed, like obsessed with one particular thing. Uh, and, it, you know, maybe this is, you know, maybe this is what happens, claims British news. Maybe, you know, an autistic kid, he loves Bieber and he's autistic about Bieber, but then he flips and he becomes autistic about okay. They Don't blame this shit on fucking autism. It's weirder and it's deeper than that. I don't know, as I've said, what the fucking issue is and what what it is about our society that has created this 17-year-old monster. But it's fucking fascinating. Lloyd Gunton, Google it. I doubt if you Google the Bieber killer, anything will come up, but that's your news story for the day. Heartbreaking. I have to counter that with a news story that's a little bit more lulls. Because that was lols, but it was a different kind of lols. It was dark lols. This is more kind of like, I guess this could be dark lols too. Today's episode is brought to you by dark lols. A Michigan man, that's a man from Michigan. Michigan, a place in America, obviously. Detroit, what up? Is warning others after his online research and search for an exotic pet cost him thousands of dollars. I needed a monkey, Don Abrego says. I needed to be different. He wanted a capuchin monkey. And he found one three weeks ago, supposedly in Hawaii. Um, he paid for $100 to get the fucking thing. And then it was shipping charges. And there was this shit. And there was that shit. And there was licenses and whatever. Anyway, he ends up racking up a 5,000 grand. 5,000 grand? 5 grand bill for his monkey. Um, and I'm trying really, really hard not to do a pun about monkey business here. So I'm just going to keep. Just going to. Just going to. Just get. I think I'm over it. I think I'm over it. Cool. Um, Abergo said he voiced his concerns that the payments were turning into extortion, but kept going. So I, it's kind of kind of your fault. Also, I'm not sure about the morality of having a monkey as a pet. I'm just not sure. I just don't know. I mean, my, my first thought is no shit. No shit. It costs a lot of money to get a monkey and bring it over from fucking Hawaii. Like, no shit. And you know what? You end up paying five grand for it. Maybe it's your fault for wanting to have a monkey because you need to be different so badly. I don't know. I don't know. It's annoying me, this one. It's annoying me a lot. Capuchin monkeys, are they that cute? Are they 5K worth of cute? Ah, there's a cute. I'm looking at a photo of a capuchin monkey, and I can see why. It's the monkey from Friends, if you ever watched Friends. 
shameful to admit that you watch Friends, but of course we all did, a guilty pleasure of everyone's past. I don't know. I think having monkeys is wrong. I think it's just in general. people are, Monkeys are so close to people that keeping them as pets is almost akin to slavery. Keeping most animals domesticated is wrong, with the exception, I would say, of dogs, because dogs are like have this history with human beings that goes back 10,000 years, like millennia. And it's like a parasitical relationship, you know, where the bird climbs into the teeth of the crocodile and eats all the flesh out of the teeth. But the crocodile doesn't kill the bird because he's getting a teeth cleaning. It's kind of we have this symbiotic relationship with dogs. It's kind of beautiful. Cats. Eh, cats, they're kind of it's like it doesn't matter how big a cat is. It's just it still wants to kill you, whether it's a tiger, whether it's your actual. I think most people's pet cats would fucking eat them if they had the chance. You know, you die in your apartment alone with just your cat and the cat will eat your face off pretty fucking quickly. A dog will sit by you and usually just die of starvation um, until rescued. There's something about dogs and people that's beautiful. Cats, not a fan. Monkeys, get a grip. <clears throat> that's the news. Politics. And left-wing people don't wash, which confirms my long-standing suspicion that left-wing people are all dirty. But now science actually has my back. And this one comes from The Guardian, which you couldn't get a more left-wing source for them to admit in, in an article titled, Hate Body Odor? You're more likely to have right-wing views. As if hating body odor is like, oh, do you hate body odor? Oh, you prude. You stuffy prude. We all smell man. Like, this confirms that left-wing people are just smelly hippies, unfortunately, for everyone out there who has any left. I have a few left-wing views. I'm down with gay marriage. Um, but, you know, I think if you're, if you're overly left-wing, the chances of you smelling are probably pretty, pretty high. People who have a greater tendency to turn their nose up at a whiff of urine, sweat, and other bodily odours are more likely to have right-wing authoritarian attitudes, <laughs> research suggests. The study also found that having a greater disgust for body odors was linked, albeit to a small degree, with support for Donald Trump when he was... Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's now boiled down to, you know, if you... If you fucking... I don't understand what... I don't understand what... Is this that, you know... Is this trying to paint right-wing people as so square that, like, they can't even fucking stand a bit of body odor? I mean, do you... Like, yeah, I don't... I don't get it, but hey, whatever. I don't see the incentive of why The Guardian would publish this, unless this is one of the stories at the end of the year they have a big roundup and they go actually we are quite unbiased you see we've published 20 stories in our back pages that no one's actually read but look look hey body odor i don't know i don't know we think that authoritarian attitudes might at least in part be rooted in biology says dr jonas offelson co-author of the research from stockholm university and a swedish collegium for an advanced study but, he stressed, feelings of disgust are not immutable, even though disgust is a very primitive emotion that is definitely rooted in biological survival. It can still be altered. So I guess the, I, I don't know, I don't know. How they did this was that participants were presented with like questionnaires on a number of topics. Um, and it was like their degree of kind of social, fiscal, moral liberalism was measured and rated on like a scale. And then they were asked, like, how disgusted are you by this rotten piece of meat? And how disgusted are you by this cum-stained tissue? And it just so turned out that the people who were more right-wing were more kind of, you know... And I guess, I guess, I guess there's something to that. There's definitely something to that. And now science has proven it. So if anyone's ever called you a smelly hippie, just for your left-wing political views, and you think, well, that's unfair, that's discrimination. No, in fact, science is um, against you as well. Culture and everyone is fat. <clears throat> Literally everyone is fat. I noticed this when I got off the plane uh, from Madrid the other day. Spanish people, obviously, smaller and more slender. I'm like a giant. I'm like a giant blue-eyed 
um, I don't know, some sort of like, I feel like some sort of Viking overlord when I walk around Madrid because everyone's seemingly four foot tall. But Spanish people, like other small people, Japanese people is a good example. The Greeks is not a bad example. Um, they tend to live fucking forever. And, they, and part of it is, is down to their diet. Um, in fact, I would imagine a lot of it, most of it, is down to their diet. So this week's culture story is you're a fat cunt, wake up, go on a diet. <clears throat> and if you think I'm just being mean, there's science to back up what I'm saying um, out of National Public Radio in America. No downturn in obesity amongst U.S. kids report finds. Same is true for the U.K., same is true in, you know, you go onto Google News and just bang in obesity and it's sketchy. The sketchiest thing I could find to back up my point is that people are now, this is the world population we're talking about, there are now more obese people in the world than starving people in the world. Obesity is more of an endemic epidemic problem than starvation in the world, which can only suggest that we're all, it's still a problem, but it can only suggest that we're all fat cunts and we all need to just chill out. For some reason, this doesn't isn't happening in Spain, but it's happening in the West. It's happening in every... I've only lived in four Western countries, Canada, the United States of America, Australia, and the United Kingdom, and they're all so fat. Culture story of today, you're fat. And millennials will be the fattest generation on record with three quarters of overweight or obese of... <laughs> three quarters of them overweight or obese by the time they approach 40 projections show analysis by cancer research at uk shows that six million britons who came of age around the millennium are far more likely to have a weight problem than the baby 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 boomers who never had it so good experts say figures are horrifying and warned that obesity is now the second leading cause of cancer after smoking well i think it's disgusting let me just have a sip of this energy drink And spark up this spliff. Sport, which should be the perfect antidote to the fact that everyone is horrifically overweight. Um, and there are a couple of interesting stories out of sport at the moment. One is that the Winter Olympics is finally over. <sighs> Thank fuck for that, because I have seen enough bobsledding and curling and figure skating and freestyle skiing um, in the background of airports and bars and whatever, and people put it on like anyone's watching, like anyone cares. The story is not that fucking Norway, Germany, and Canada won gold, silver, and bronze. The story is that the fucking Winter Olympics is over, and thank fuck that we don't have to deal with this shit again for another four years. In another interesting sporting piece of news, <clears throat> two dickheads off YouTube are going to fight each other. I really, really like this. This is like this is making me super, super, super happy. Um, a very popular and influential YouTuber, who I don't have that much against him. Um, he's he's just he's just he's easy to hate on. I think especially if you're older, he has like a millennial, not even millennial. He has like a generation Xenon, like the one after millennial. He has that kind of fan base, 15, 16 years old. He's always on a hype. He's always doing pranks. He's always embarrassing himself. But he has like a fucking gazillion followers has rocketed to say this is if you don't know already logan paul brother of infamous youtuber jake paul um is gonna fight another youtube dickhead called ksi and i can't stress enough how happy i am about these two people um neither of whom have done a hard day's work in their life actually like getting in gyms training and then beating the shit out of each other 
It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be a internet McGregor Mayweather. It's going to be the biggest sporting event in YouTube or dare I even say internet history. And I think it will be one where promoters, you know, YouTubers, creators, all these kind of people realize how much fucking money there is to be made out of the blend of entertainment and sport. And it brings us just a little bit closer to my dream of real blood sports. And hopefully one day Logan Paul and KSI can get into the actual Colosseum in Rome, which would be refilled with sand um, and on a live broadcast in front of the entire world can just duke it out um, until there is only one man standing covered in the other man's blood. Um, Logan Paul versus KSI, bang it in Google, check it out. It's going to be a big fight. It's going to be a mad one. I have to go because <clears throat> I'm losing the world to live here, if I'm being brutally honest. Uh, this is not a podcast, and that's probably why. Love you. Bye.